podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome back to a brand new TAT pod, once again sponsored by Sportinin, the best app you can download for all your football needs, um, all your lineups, all your news, your tables, your transfers, your group chats with TAT. I mean, come on, why would you not want to speak to me and George about that game yesterday? Um, everyone's happy in there for once. So it's a good it's a good time to be in there. So once again, link in the description. If you haven't already joined the group chat for whatever reason, uh, make sure you get yourself in there and um, be part of the group. But George, we are finally here for a positive podcast. It's been a long, long time. Um, you know, I, to be honest, mate, I, I thought my hair going grey and all this kind of stuff watching this team in the past few weeks. But we're here, bro. We've won the game. How are you feeling, mate? Finally, like you said, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's good to get the result, but also the performance. I feel like it was a lot different compared to the past few weeks. Uh, It's a completely different performance compared to the Napoli game, especially. Um, But it's good. uh, You know, they they had the weekend off. So I think that's a little bit more time, a little bit extra time to prepare for the game, kind of get away from football overall mentally. Uh, So I think that played a really good role in this whole entire thing and good performance last minute goal yesterday mm. uh, hopefully it's it, it kicks off our season now uh it, it does it's kind of a weird situation where we don't play for a while again but um i, I think it's playing i think it's going to be it, it's a good thing for us just to get away from it mentally reset this entire season and kind of kick off from there 100% mate, 100%. We'll get on to it. We'll get on to in individual performances, um, talk about the main talking points. There's a lot to get in and we're going to be done before the football tonight. Um, so don't worry, you're not going to miss Jude Bellingham balling out against Manchester City. So um, D's in the house. How are we, D? Yes, lads, how are we? Mate, we're all good. I'm buzzing. I was luckily enough to be at the game yesterday. So if you can tell my voice is off a bit, I've picked something up. From being, I don't know what it is. Hopefully, it's not COVID, but I've definitely got something. Um, but it was all worth it. But yeah, um, from my, you nailed it on the head, mate. From my experience going to the game, um, I just went into this game thinking, like, I want to see a performance. I want to see um, a game where I can go home and think that's the Liverpool that I know. And I haven't seen that. This is obviously the Bournemouth game. I said on the previous podcast, that was just a freak game because 9 nils don't happen every day. Bournemouth are obviously terrible. Um, so I wasn't really reading too much into it, but I just needed to see a performance. And like you say, after the Napoli game, one of the most disgraceful performances I've seen in the Jurgen Klopp uh, era. And he said that himself as well, that that was one of the worst, if not the worst. Um, yeah, we needed to bounce back and we, we did exactly that yesterday. And um Tough game. Ajax were no mugs. They were they were a very well set up team. Didn't really have that many chances, but you know they, they did enough to trouble us. They played out of the press very well, and um, it was it was a, it was another test for us yesterday on the back of that Napoli defeat. And we found ourselves in a, a weird and unique situation where you're playing back to back Champions Leagues, which I don't think I think I've right said that's never happened before, especially for us at least. So. Um, the pressure was on because if, if we didn't win yesterday, the question, and this this might be too far, like obviously it's only two games, but Europa League might have started to come into the equation. Like People might start to think, oh, well, two two games, 
one one of them being at home, we haven't won. So we're under huge pressure because after the next one, it's, it's Rangers. Um, we're already halfway through the group and we don't have a win yet. So it was vital that we got a win yesterday. And I, I wanted to see the performance, but obviously the wins is far more important. But uh, George, what... What what were the standout things that you noticed from this game yesterday? Because, like we say, uh, we'll get the lineup on the screen now. Um, it was completely different. So, what differences did you see? What did you like about the performance? Standout players? Just yeah, just how did you you know you just watch the game and think you know what that was really good? Yeah, I mean, as soon as I saw the lineup, and once you see Tiago in that lineup, you're already thinking, okay. He, he changes the game completely. Yeah. And I think my the three players that stood out the most, uh, I, I can say four maybe, uh, would be in no particular order. It was Thiago, Matip, and Tamikas. And then you have Jota in there coming back from the injury as well. He, he played really well, I thought, um, in the first half, especially linking up with Salah and Diaz. But just Thiago, Matip, Tamikas, those guys just, you know, it just it just completely different when you have Tiago on the field. The midfield yeah. looks completely different. We look completely different as a team, and he just links everybody up. And I mean, he's every single touch that he takes is just you're you're just like wow, that's magic. Like this has been missing this whole entire time, and uh, you see the quality he has. One of the best midfielders in the world, and you know he brings so much to the team. But Joe Matip, you know, it's, I think he's one of the most underrated center backs when you have him on the ball. And it's just it's just so good to see um, the way he breaks lines and his passing abilities, his dribbling. He 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 just unsettles the, the you know the opposition uh, mm -hmm. like no other center back. Even Van Dyke doesn't do it, not nearly as often. Uh, yeah, Van Dyke can ping a ball, and a lot of the time will be a good ball. But Mata puts it on the ground and breaks those lines, and you know few times he found Jota, he found Bobby Firmino when he came on. And as soon as he finds that ball and splits the defenders, now we're looking at 3v3, 3v2, one of those attacking uh, sides. So it's uh, it's really good to see Mata back. And those passes, I think we've missed so much. And just his dribbling ability from defense, just to go on and attract a defender or two to him, just so somebody else opens up, it's just uh, that I don't think we – we and I don't think many other center backs in the world possess that quality that he has. And obviously, to me, because I, I thought he had a really good game uh, with Robertson out. And I know some people have been calling for him to step in instead of uh, Robertson for a while. So it's good for him now that he gets a few games to get going to prove himself, to prove to club that he is uh, able to play to that level and able to compete for that starting spot. And I think I thought he did brilliant yesterday on both sides of the field. Um, obviously, we can always. Nick pick little maybe a cross wasn't that good or you know defending wise he did a mistake or two but it, you can always pinpoint a certain part of a game with any player uh, throughout the whole entire ninety minutes so uh, I thought those three were, were absolutely amazing for us yesterday. Spot on, mate, and I, I did a stream um, yesterday, yesterday the, before the game, the day before the game, and I said that um, people are going to underestimate how much this team's going to change with just those two players, Thiago and Matic. Obviously, Simicast, like you say, was amazing as well. But just Thiago and Matic coming into the side makes us a completely different team. Completely. Like, it doesn't even resemble what we 
<laughs> Noah says Ben's got the Anfield bug. I have, mate. I have. I have. Big up, Noah. Um, but um, yeah, I said that the, the team's going to change. We're going to completely change the way we play. You're going to see us a lot better in possession, out of possession, because uh, D put a very good uh, point here. Can I add that Fabinho looked 10 times better when breaking up play when Thiago was next to him? Didn't look leggy at all. Facts. I feel like those two players, uh, Matip in defence, brings out the best of Van Dijk because we saw Van Dijk yesterday, a much improved Van Dijk, far, far better. And that's because he didn't have Joe Gomez next to him and he had Thiago in front of him. And he's just more assured, more confident with those guys in the team than he is with others. And that's no disrespect to Gomez or, you know, any of the midfielders that have been playing. It's just he's used to playing with these amazing players. And Joe Matip is an amazing player. And people, in my opinion, still underestimate him and still underrate him. I, I don't think in the wider uh, world of football, not as we all know how good Joe Matip is, but, you know, people like United fans, City fans, Chelsea fans, Arsenal fans, and not that we should care about this, but I don't think he's appreciated enough. And, He's one of the best centre backs in the world when he's when he's on form, when he's fit, when he plays, um, and he showed it yesterday. He got man of the match. Um, it wasn't my man of the match, but that's no discredit to him. He was amazing, but I just think Thiago was better. Um, but he he was certainly the top two players on on the pitch yesterday, and yeah, just those two coming back into the team is such a, a breath of fresh air. Thiago Alcantara is is a special special player. Special, special player. I said to my brother on the way home in the car, I said, my only thing with Thiago is I wish we could have signed him when he was 27. So we could have had him for yeah. six years or so. Um, but look, maybe, you know, you're you're the, the midfield expert, mate. Do you think you can have Thiago for a few more years playing this role? Because that's, he's not relying on pace, is he? So I don't see why not. Yeah, I, I think he's just so technically gifted. And so good on the ball, picking out those passes. And this is awareness uh, where he's on the field. It's, he knows where he's going to go. He's two, three steps ahead of some players before he even gets the ball. So uh, I remember in the first half, I think it was Van Dyke or Allison played him on the ball, a ball in the middle. And there's two or three guys closing him down. And he just flicked it over those two, three guys, played it all wide. It, it was either to Salah or to Trent. And it was like, wow, nobody, I don't think anybody else on the Liverpool team in the midfield would even attempt a pass yeah. like that. Uh, so it's he's just different class. I I think he's going to be able to play for a few more years uh, just because, like you mentioned, he's not relying on pace. He's one of those players that just so technically gifted, can pick out a pass. You give him enough time and he will hurt you. So um, I think his positioning is great as well. Uh, I think he's really, really smart uh, defending-wise. And we see him adapting to Liverpool in the Jurgen Klopp way as well. Uh, a lot of people doubted him when he first came to Liverpool. Oh, can he do this? Can he do this? And now we're seeing it like we need him in the midfield to be able to press. We need him in the midfield so Fabinho can look like his usual self. And we need him to be kind of running the midfield for us overall. Yeah. Noah says, I wouldn't swap a fully fit Thiago for any other midfielder in the world. I agree. Thiago can play 38 games in a season. He gets into any team in the world. Um, it's it's just a fact. And there was there was a few Muppets when we signed him in the COVID season where things weren't going right because of injuries and um COVID cases and all these other things, you know, players coming into the league, into the country, um, not really knowing much about the country yet. They have to settle in um in the worst circumstances that you could imagine. And people were so lazy and just said, Oh, Liverpool aren't good anymore. 
Thiago's coming. It must be Thiago. It, that must be the reason. And I hope these people watch Liverpool when Thiago plays because, like I said before, the, the record with him playing to compared to when he's not playing is crazy. We don't, you know, when Thiago plays, we usually win most times. Um, and he's the difference for me. And just not even just his performance yesterday, the way he was getting the crowd going when he walked off, he just gave everyone a stand, like a, a, a you know, a round of applause. Um making everyone get behind the team. He just loves it. He loves us. He loves the club. He loves the fans. And um, hopefully we'll, we'll win something big with Thiago. And I, I, we won the two cups last season, but hopefully whilst we still got this guy, we will win something um, major. But um, yeah, those two guys, Matip, Thiago, and obviously Semikas, like you said, were probably the difference yesterday. Um, let's talk about the goals then, mate. I want to talk about another player to throw into the mix, Alison Becker. Um, because this goal comes from him and going back to Thiago, you saw his celebration running up to him instead of going to the players that were attacking. He just ran to T uh, Alisson, jumped up him and like embraced him, gave a fist pump to the cop. And Alisson does a brilliant long ball to Diaz, who heads it down to Jota, who takes a touch and plays in Salah, who slots it past the keeper. That's just the Liverpool that we know, right? Yeah. Quick transition, fast-paced attacking football. So, yeah, what's your thoughts on that, mate? And obviously, that's more we want to see, right, in the future. Yeah, and obviously, we scored from that. But on top of everything else, I think he did it maybe four or five more times throughout that game. I remember in the first half, he, you know, a few long balls to Luis Diaz right in his stride as he's, he's running. And that's, I mean, that's like, you know, if you have that, in your locker as, as a goalkeeper and on your team. And that's what Liverpool rely on. And we've seen this for years now, uh, where yeah. Allison gets right away and pings it to somebody, whether it's Salah, Diaz, Mane was previous years. Uh, he always finds somebody. And the distribution is so good, even with like his throws, uh, with his feet, with everything. And I think it's just, um, it's, we talk about Thiago in the midfield, pinging balls and picking out a right pass. You know, Allison does just as good as a, of a job just from his own box. So it's uh, it, it's such a great weapon to have uh, for the team, and the distribution is so underrated. So many people don't realize how big of a role that plays into a team like Liverpool. And I know he takes chances at times with the ball at his feet, but th the guy is just unbelievable. Uh, it's just unreal. The distribution that he, he did yesterday alone was just out of this world. Hands down, the best goalkeeper in the world for me. It's I don't I don't think it's even close, to be honest. Like that, when you put everything, when you combine everything in a goalkeeper and you put it all together, you get Allison, and uh, mm. that that's what that's what we have at Liverpool. So, uh, and I think it's only going to get better with like once Darwin gets going, Salah, Diaz, like all all the guys that have the the front three, they're more of the type of players that want the ball in behind to run in behind to get the ball to their feet and dribble. I think that's going to play a key role going forward. Yeah, completely agree, mate. Alisson, for me last season, a lot of people said Salah was their player of the season, but obviously he dropped off a bit towards the end. And I, I, I said all, all along, for me, it was Alisson. Like, first half, Salah was hands down the best player for us, the best player in the league, potentially for the world. But throughout the whole season, from the start to the finish, it was Alisson. He, he delivered time and time again. Um, whenever we needed him, he was there. 
distribution is on another planet. Um, only him and Edison, I think, are on that bracket. And then I think Alisson, like you say, is the, the, the far superior goalkeeper with everything else. But the Edison, Alisson, in terms of distribution, are just up here. And then everyone is just a level below or multiple levels below. Um, but yeah, obviously, when it falls to Diaz, who knocks it down for Jota, Diogo Jota as well, by the way. We'll get on to him in a bit. We'll, do, we'll talk about the, the whole team. We'll do some player ratings or something. I think that would be good. Um, but... Yeah, brilliant from Jota. First touch, six and pass the defender. Second touch plays in Salah. And that's where you want Salah, isn't it, in those situations? We don't want him out wide. We don't We don't want him trying to take it past three or four players. You need Mo Salah in and around the box. That's where he's going to get his goals. That's where he's going to be most impactful. And yesterday, Mo Salah, I thought, I thought I had a decent game, to be fair, and probably a game that he needed because, you know, when you're on a goal drop, we saw it last season, um, and you're, you're used to scoring most games like he is, you know, you, you can often think when's this next goal going to come. So in chances like that, when he, he does put the ball in the back of the net, it must do him the world of good. The only downside for him is we're not going to play now for three weeks. So just as he scored a goal, you know, we're not going to play. But I'm sure, I'm sure he'll um, after the break. You know, he'll be back and he'll be firing. But guys, before we move on. Um, please smash the like button if you haven't already it would mean the absolute world to us and subscribe to the channel as we close down on 300 subscribers um, and also keep making sure you check out Sporting in with a link in the description um, yeah after the goal though mate um, I think we saw the first um, bad bit of play for us I guess you know the equalising goal came shortly after um, and to be honest it was 10 minutes later to be honest, mate, this was the only bit of like negativity I can I can have about the whole performance. It was the only time where the defense switched off. It was the only time where they really caught us out, um, and it was the only time where they caught us sleeping. So obviously, um, Trent's pushed up again. Um, but to, to Trent's defense, none of the midfielders are anywhere to be seen. Fabinho and Harvey Elliott are at the halfway line, and then Matip and Virgil are left with three players to deal with between themselves. Um, people were, were clowning Virgil for this, but I don't think he's done anything wrong personally. I think he's actually done well to force Kudus out wide. Unfortunately for us, yet again, we saw it with Wilfred Zaha against Crystal Palace. It's just an exceptional finish in off the post. Can't really do anything about it, can you? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, like you said, it, it, I think it was just a lot of, a lot of mistakes at the same time, uh, like you mentioned, it was, uh, it, it kind of, we kind of dropped off. I think, like you said, that was one of the only times throughout the game where it was like, all right. Um, and I think it was clear. Uh, and as soon as we did that mistake, as soon as, you know, people can blame Trent, we can blame the midfield. I think it was just a mix of everything. It's, yeah. uh, it's just one of those things. And it's going to happen. It, nobody's going to have a perfect game. Like, you know, you're going to score goals. You're going to, like, we carry so many chances. Teams are, for the most part, teams are always going to have one or two chances, one or two shots on goal. For the most part, it, you can't have a perfect 90-minute game. It's very, very rare that you do. It's just the finish was just unreal. Uh, any other, any other, probably shot, any other player, any any other moment in that game, that goal probably doesn't go in. But it yeah. just, it's just one of those things where I'm just unlucky. And the, the good thing was there was a response after that. Um, the only thing I would say about the, the right side of the midfield is, you know, we know that Harvey is not that type of a player. So 
it, it's hard, it's it's hard because I really like Harvey. I think he's done absolutely amazing so far this season. I think he's been one of, if not the best player that we've had throughout the five, six, seven games so far. Um, it's just the right side. You have Mo Salah, Trent, and then Harvey. You have mm. three of those players that are now really more on the defensive side. They're you know going forward, getting on the ball, good technically. Um, so it's can you really blame Harvey? I mean, yes, he's supposed to be potentially he's supposed to be the one that helping out with Trent, but yeah, we know what Trent is going to give us. You know, he's going to go forward. Sometimes he's going to take a player two off, and it just I I think it was more of like Fabinho was tracking back. Harvey was a, within around the Fabinho uh, area, and they were just both caught. I think Trent was caught while watching, and then the other two weren't covering back. So again, it's one of those things where few players are to blame it's not one particular player where you can say all right that's 100 his fault and obviously everyone is going to be upset because we've seen this way too many times now where it keeps on happening keeps on happening but i would say that's the only negative that i saw throughout for yeah. the most part throughout the whole entire game so yeah i think it's you know like i said part of the game it's going to happen you're always going to have one of those one of those moments and usually you know, maybe hit the post, hit the crossbar. You don't hit the target, doesn't go in. But this time, it's just one of those really, really good finishes. And you know, uh, respect, respect on that finish. And that's about it. That's all you can say. And you move on. There was a response after, and I think it was a a positive, positive thing to see that we kept on playing our way. We didn't uh, kind of stop and let Ajax have majority of the ball or you know, put us under pressure. So. I think that's the most important thing that we can take away from us getting scored on. Yeah, I agree. I feel like, you know, like we said, the the Harvey and Trent thing down the right-hand side, I think in possession of the ball, brilliant because they're both creative players. They both cause so many problems and we've seen it this season already. Um, but teams are targeting that side now because they already know Trent's not, defensively the greatest right back in the world I think people are way too harsh on him when they do talk about that defensive ability but it's it's it's, it's a fact he's not the best defensive fullback in the world but you know that that's fine the problem comes when you've got Harvey Elliott in there who like you say incredible player he's done really well for us 19 year old kid you know I'm I'm really happy with how he's done this season but I have seen there's a bit of a imbalance in there um we just keep conceding, going down that side. And it is something that probably needs to be addressed. Um, I don't know how, because we don't have the, the personnel. Maybe Arto comes in. I don't know. But um, yeah, it's tricky because Harvey's such a good player, but he's a, he seems to just play on the right, the same side as Trent. So when you've got those two together, it's a bit, it's a bit tough. And teams are just going to constantly go at them all game long. And obviously they scored their goal from that side. Uh, but look, like you say, mate, there's, there's no digging out any individuals for that goal. It was a collective of errors, a collective of mistakes. I think the midfield should have done more to track back. I think uh, Matip and Virgil, I don't think they've done too much wrong because, like I said, they're outnumbered. It's just an unfortunate goal to concede. It happens. But the reaction, like you say, was absolutely fantastic. We worked so hard yesterday. And I think that's the main takeaway from the game. We saw a Liverpool side that, you know, actually resembled the Liverpool that we know. And we saw none of that against Napoli. We saw no pressing. We saw no urgency. 
we saw nobody working off the ball. And yesterday, you know, everyone did that. Every single player bust their, their gut to, to get the win. And we got it and we deserved it. And yeah, you know, after the, the winning goal, it was it was a sign of relief, to be fair, because it felt like if we drew that game, it would have been very, very harsh because we deserved to win, first and foremost. Um, and it's kind of like when you actually do put the effort in and if you still don't win, where do you go from there? But look, we got the win and we'll talk about the winning goal in just a moment. Um, but yeah, very, very happy with, you know, the work off the ball. As soon as we conceded, our heads didn't drop like it has in previous games. And um, yeah, we, we, we eventually got what we wanted. Um, just to address this comment from Mustafa Hamza, why don't why do Liverpool fans don't like Salah? I don't know what Liverpool fans you talk to, mate. Uh, but they're, they're probably clowns. Um, everyone you know that I know <laughs> that supports Liverpool loves Mo Salah. So um, I'm not too sure about that one, mate. Um, just check the the people you're talking to, and if they are actually Liverpool fans, that's what I would say to that. Um, but let's cut 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 to the um, the final goal, mate, and we'll get into play ratings. Who else but Joel Matip, eh? I mean, he deserved it because of his performance. Um, he just, yeah, he was looking so assured next to Virgil. Um, the the set-piece deliveries, by the way, from Trent and Simikash yesterday from the corners especially were brilliant. And it did feel like one was coming because obviously Virgil had two from two headers. Um, probably should have scored one of them. One of them was very close and it looked like it was a free header from where I sat. Uh, second one, I think, was a bit further out. But we kept going. We kept putting them in. Joel Matip gets the, gets the goal, mate. So how did you react to that when, you know, the ref looks at his watch and gives it as a goal? Oh, I mean, like you said, just a relief. You know, I, I thought the amount of chances that we created, just from set pieces alone, uh, like you mentioned, Van Dijk had so many chances. Matip had a few headers. You know, I think we completely dominated uh, you know, all the set pieces, all the corners, like absolutely every single time. I feel like we, it just felt like it was coming at some point. And I, I'm glad that it did because it, it would have felt it, 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 I would have been happy with the performance as in, yeah, we played really well, but then you need to start looking at the results because you have one point from two games in the champions league. And now the pressure is piling up. And especially now with the two, three games that are, you know, the two games that are canceled in the Premier League, we're going to have to put them in somehow in this congested fixture, like in our fixture list. So it, there's more games to be added. And, you know, the Champions League, it just, it, it would have put so much pressure on Jurgen Klopp and Liverpool to be, to need to win pretty much the remaining games in order to have a chance to qualify. Uh, so it, it was just a relief. I think we deserved it 100%. I don't think anybody can say anything else. It was just, um, uh, and what a moment them celebrating Matip, Thiago, Van Dyke. I saw a clip of them celebrating in front of the mm -hmm. fans. And I think Van Dyke just uh, somebody from uh, the fan side just kind of jumped on top of everyone and they were mm. like hugging. It, it, it was just a relief. It, it felt like so much pressure and stress and everything just, you know, went off the weight of these players. I mean, obviously they're going through it. Uh, it hasn't been easy. The, the media, the fans, the social media, everybody's just kind of on top of them in the moment and it just felt like like just a huge relief and i'm so happy because i think it was van dyke after the game kind of commented like look so many ex-players are you know talking like about us and they've been through the same exact stuff we're going through we're not robots like we go through these things and it's part of football you, you go through ups you go through downs and it's just part of the game so people need to realize that 
you are going to have bad moments, but it's about how you react. And I think that, that just that, you know, they react in a positive way, uh, a huge performance compared to what we saw against Napoli and uh, three points. Um, so, you know, and the Champions League is something that we should be going for and challenging. So I think it's a, it's a good way to, you know, now we're going to have two, three weeks off, just kind of get away a little bit, uh, take the pressure off. You have a win. You feel a lot better about every single player. You feel better about better as a whole, as a team. And the fan base is a lot happier now. Social media is going to be a lot more chill. So uh, everything is a lot better. But, yeah, just a huge relief uh, after that. 100%. Um, obviously, being in there was just special. And they're like the moments as a fan that you, 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 you'll always remember. And it was, it was actually my first Champions League game yesterday because they've just been so hard to get throughout my life. And my, I went to the last European match I went to before yesterday was Klopp's first game against Ruben Kazan, um, 1-1, Nathaniel Klein. Um, was it Klein or was it Emery Chan? I, I've completely forgot who scored the equaliser. Um, but um, yeah, it was 1-1. The performance was terrible. That's why I can't really remember um, who scored or what happened. But um it was completely different. It was Emery Chan. I don't know why I said the final client. Um, but the, the performance was just yesterday. Like when you compare, I know obviously the, the team Klopp inherited is just nowhere near what we have. But like you can appreciate it more when, when you've seen this team and the, the, the atmosphere at the ground be at pretty much at all time. No, really from in terms of when I've been supporting, obviously you've had the Hodgson era in 2010 or whatever, which I guess is the worst. But I was younger then. I didn't really have you know, the, the, the funds or whatever to go to the games. But um, yeah, when when you look back at the, the games you've been to and you can remember these moments, these are what stay with you for the rest of your life. And even though it's just Ajax at home, just the way, like you said, the players celebrated with the, the fans, probably sure they're going to be told off for that, by the way, um, running into the cop. Um, I've seen bodies just jumping on them. I think one guy was hugging Virgil, one guy was hugging Nunes, um, I think one guy actually fell over the boards and celebrated with the players. It was just chaos. But, you know, so what? Like, it just showed, didn't it, how united the players are with the fans and how special this club is. And, yes, no matter how bad it can be, no matter how tough the, the form is, the players and the fans will always be together. And the the, 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 the proper fans, the people that do stick by this team through thick and thin, will still always go. We still always watch on the, the TV. They're still always come and, you know, express their opinions and their thoughts, but in the right way. Um, there's a way to do things. And, you know, like yourself and me and everyone that's been on this channel so far, we we can criticise the team and we can say our thoughts without being idiots and without being disrespectful. But yesterday it was just, I think that's why I, I felt so like, I think, yeah, relieved is the right word, like, like we've said, because I just couldn't be bothered for another journey home, another three weeks on social media, seeing everybody melt down, um, thinking, is what's going to happen now? So to get the win was special and Joel Matip to score the winning goal. Um, like I say, he deserved it. It was a great header. It was coming. Um, Simikas, by the way, exceptional. I think he probably should keep his spot at left back for a bit going forward. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was just really, really good. The whole, the whole match, um the whole experience of just being there it was it was crazy um but 
we're going to get on to the play ratings uh, just quickly because we've got 25 minutes before the, the 40 starts and I want to watch some of it. So um, let's start with the goalkeeper. Mate. I'm going to give Alisson Becker. And I've seen people give him low ratings because he doesn't he didn't make any saves. I'm bothered about that. I feel like he has to have a high rating because of his influence in the goal. Um, his, his distribution was about four or five long balls he played, all of them perfect. I'm going to give him an eight and a half. Um, if he made some more saves, it would have been a nine or a ten. But based on just his, his ball playing capabilities and everything he did in possession, I'm giving him an eight and a half. Yeah, I would say eight, eight and a half. I think that's, that's fair. Um, you know, it, it's tough when, obviously, when you're a goalkeeper and people kind of judge you on your saves and what you've kept out of the net. But, you know, it was one of those games where the distribution played a huge role. I mean, we scored the goal off it and then we created so many chances just from that. So a uh, huge role, huge part um, that he had yesterday within the game, even though he didn't uh, make all those saves that everybody's wanting to. And I thought when Ajax did, you know, a few times he did get into the box, he was you know, a few crosses, he did come out, he grabbed the ball. I mean, that's what you want from your goalkeeper, uh, shows confidence. So, um, eight, eight and a half. Yeah, do you want to give Trent his rating? Yeah, uh, I will give Trent. He, it, I know people are obviously talking about the goal and ball watching and all that, but I actually thought he did fairly well. Uh, I'll give him a six and a half, seven. Uh, I don't think he was anything as close as what he's played so far this season, I thought it was a lot better. Uh, so six and a half, seven. I thought he was really pretty good on the ball going forward. And it, it was crazy to see actually one time Van Dyke had the ball, played a long ball, and Trent was the highest uh, yeah. player forward. And oh, kind yeah. of plays, play, it was like Trent as the nine or the 10. It was like, okay, so that is obviously something that Jurgen Klopp's touched on uh, with Trent. So uh, I'll give him a six and a half, seven. I agree. I think six and a half for me. Um, he had that chance as well where he cuts in onto his left and if he scores that, it would have been a great goal. But um, unfortunately, his left foot's probably not the greatest in terms of shooting. So, um, like you say, defensively, I think he was he was far better than what he has been, like, by a mile. Um, and, yeah, I think we, we saw a, a, a lot better of a performance from Trent from what we've seen in recent weeks. So I'll give him six and a half as well. Still nowhere near his best. Like we know that. We know he can still go up a few gears, but um certainly an improvement. Joel Matip, he got the official Champions League man of the match. Um I'm gonna start with I'll give him a nine. I, I will give him a nine because he was, you know, you have to say he was better than Allison. Um we got Allison at eight and a half. So defensively, incredible. Like I said, the pairing with Virgil van Dijk. A lot of fans are, are quick to put Canate in the starting eleven, and I love Canate. I think he's exceptional for his age. Joel Matip is world class. Canate isn't yet, but he, he probably will be. But yeah, for me, Virgil and Matip is our best partnership. We saw it yesterday, and uh, like I said, they both bring out the best of each other. It's not just Virgil makes Matip good. Matip also helps Virgil. So yeah, nine for me, mate. Yeah, I have to agree. Nine, nine and a half. I think it was very close to a 10. Obviously, scoring a goal. Uh, defensively, really good. Dribbling-wise, taking defenders out of position. Uh, breaking the lines uh, with his passes. I, I thought he had an, an amazing half. 
And then that leads us to uh, Virgil Van Dyke. I mean, I, it, he had, he could have had a hat trick <laughs> just from mm-hmm. the headers alone. So um, I'll say seven and a half. Just it, it wasn't. Uh, he has so much. He's just. I, I guess I'm basing him off the standards that he set for himself. Um, so I think there's a lot more for him to to be able to show, improve, and all that. But uh, actually, seven. I'll give him an eight. I'll give him an eight. Just because attacking wise, he was there. I thought he was a lot more aggressive this game. Uh, just absolutely monster, winning all the headers, everything in the air. So uh, I'll give him an eight. I thought he looked a lot more confident, a lot better uh, next to Matip as well. So I think eight is pretty fair. Yeah, I agree. I think I'd say eight as well. Um, just played exactly how, not exactly, obviously. I, we need to be careful, don't we? Because like, we don't want to get too carried away at this point. It was a lot better. So I will say that um, he was a lot closer to his best. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I agree with eight. Again, I don't think I don't think they they posed that much of a threat going forward. They picked their moments, um, and again, I don't think he had too much to deal with defensively. And every time he did, he he just dealt with it like easily, like Virgil always does. So um, yeah, eight for me. Costas Simikas. Um, Eight and a half for me. Uh, some very good crossing. Um, got the assist for the winning goals. Just constantly a threat going forward. Not really much to say, mate, really. It's just Costa Simicast playing very well, doing what he does. And, yeah, came up with an assist at the end. Yeah, uh, I would say a nine for me. Uh, like I said in the beginning, uh, Matip, Thiago and Costa. It was so close for me for men of the match. Any of those three would have been fairly deserved but just uh fresh uh, you know just it, he's just i don't know so energetic uh, on both sides uh i think he doesn't get enough credit just because we're so accustomed to robertson and um i think it's it's finally his time to show obviously robertson out for a little bit uh hopefully he can maintain that spot for a little bit and show what he can do on the young call because i think there's a lot more for him to to show uh, it's very tough for a player to be coming in, play one game, sit out for two, three games, play one game. You don't, you don't get the rhythm. You don't, you don't get, you know, the game time. So it's very hard for you to show your full potential. So I really do hope that you're going to call gives him that faith and confidence in him to kind of play a few games. Uh, let Robertson rest a little bit. He's played so many games in the past few years. Um, it, it takes a toll mentally and physically. So, um, yeah, a nine for me for Costas. Yeah, that's fair. Um, we will go on to Harvey Elliott now. I think Harvey was a six, maybe. Yeah, maybe a six. Uh, look again, going forward, I think he was he was okay. Um, a couple off passes, which I think put us under a bit of pressure. But the thing is with Harvey, right? I, I don't really like go like having too much negative to say about young players because at the end of the day he's 19. Should a 19-year-old centre mid be starting week in week out for Liverpool? No. Um, so I don't. I'm, I will never have too much harsh criticism for Harvey Elliott unless he was literally a disaster and cost us like three goals or something. And then I would. But yeah, I, I don't think yesterday warrants too much criticism. Um, like we've covered the t- the point about. The, the not so much having a balance on that right hand side and how that could affect his going forward, but 
again, that's not really his fault. It's a system thing. It's just the fact that he's playing at right centre mid with Trent on the right as well. So, yeah, I'd say I'd say six, and that's maybe five and a half, six. I'd, I'd be interested to see what you say, mate. Yeah, I, I will have to agree. I do remember a few times uh, in possession he played a square ball across the midfield, and you never really. You should never really play a square ball right across your own midfield, especially right in the middle of the field. And we did get caught up uh, once or twice. They went on the counter. Um, I just think that I, I would say about six, six and a half, just because he is really good going forward. He's really good on the ball. And another thing about Harvey is he's not, he doesn't have the legs to be tracking. Uh, yeah. You know, if a winger takes him on, he's not going to, he, he can't just keep up. Uh, and I, I think that's just, you know, natural. It's just he doesn't have the legs. He doesn't have the speed uh, as like a true winger that like Diaz or Salah can potentially, if they get beat, they can sprint all the way back and make up that ground. I think once somebody beats him, it's very hard for him to cover the ground and make up for it. Um, but with that being said, he does make up for it for the most part uh, going forward, being good on the ball, uh, keeping possession and being, I think he's for his age, the amount of experience and what's expected of him. Like you said, he shouldn't be the, one of the main players for Liverpool at 19. Um, he should be eased in. He should be getting playing time here and there just to ease him in and get him fit and get him ready for to take on the next step in a year or two. Uh, mm. And I think he's done tremendous, tr absolutely tremendous. Last year, the first five games, six games before he got his injury, and then this season, again, he's been you know, one of their uh, top players. So... Just based on all those things and the amount of games he's played and how he's played so far, it's very hard for me to not judge him on the uh, all those games and what he's done. So uh, six and a half, like you said, I don't. It's one of those things that it's a tactical formation. You can call up style of playing where he kind of had to play Harvey just because of how he's played. He doesn't really fit that side with Trent, so it's not really his fault. He doesn't have the leg. So uh, six and a half for me. Agreed, mate. Agreed. Apologies if you could hear me clicking. I was just reading something about the game um, to get in a point. So if you could hear that loud clicking, I do apologise. Um, let's go with let's go with Fabinho next. I think he, like we said before, having Thiago back, I think Dal mentioned it, um, was big for Fabinho. Having him next to Fabinho is it's two out of three, like towards our best midfield, you've got Fabinho, who's our best DM, you've got Thiago, who's our best centre mid, and obviously you've got the other spots. So, just those two being in, in that midfield together always makes me much more confidence. Um, Fabinho's class, and yes, he's been off form this season, as the whole team has, but when he's at his best, there's few like him, and <laughs> Liverpool fans have, have asked for him to be dropped or whatever and, or a different solution but when we haven't used Fabinho there or when he's been injured the difference is drastic we don't have anybody that can play that role like he does that can read the game um, cut out those passing lanes and all those kind of things so yesterday I thought he was again much improved and I'll probably give him uh, a nah the goal I think I was going to give him a seven, but then I remembered the goal. Um, I, I can't overlook that. He didn't really show any urgency to get back. Um, so based on that, I think I'll, I'll I'll give him a six. I would have given him a seven, but I just remembered the goal. 
Yeah, I'll have to agree. Six, six and a half. I actually did think he won a lot more tackles than the previous games. Uh, I yeah. thought he was a lot better again, like as we mentioned with Thiago in there. Um, I think his timing was a lot better. His Just the connection between the defense and the midfield was a lot better. They're, they're more compact. There, there wasn't enough space for Ajax to play in and around that area in between them. Yeah. Uh, I thought he dropped off really well at times to cover those spaces. And again, on the ball, I think he's... He does, I don't think he gets enough credit because he doesn't do anything absolutely spectacular like Thiago does, like to find those breaking lines or those really good passes, but he just keeps everything ticking. Uh, it's nice, neat, tidy in there. Um, I'd probably give him a six and a half. Uh, just that goal, it just the urgency wasn't there. Uh, I would ex- Just based on who he is and how he's played before, I would say he, he should have done a lot better. Uh, he should have been in a better position just for that one uh, instance and again it's gonna happen but uh six and a half yeah facts um let's go with tiago i'm i'm gonna say i think tiago was my one in the match i did say that before um what did i give joe matic did i give him a nine yeah i think you gave All him right. a nine i'll give tiago 9.5 um just We've spoken about Thiago a lot, so I'm not going to waste too much time. Just the perfect centre mid, that in terms of his ability, passing, dribbling, the way they tried to press him and they got anywhere near him, he'd just ping the ball off to the wing that just so easily. That dummy to Simicas, where, oh, that was just so good. Um, yeah, just he makes everything look so easy as well. Like he's just an effortless football player, and we are lucky to have him, to be fair. You know, when he left Bayern Munich, he could have easily gone to somewhere else. Um, like imagine him at PSG or Man City. Like if he was at Man City, wow. I mean, they'd probably not lose a game. So um, we're lucky to have him. I love him. Brilliant football player. One of the best centre mids. I think the top three in, in my lifetime that I've seen with Gerard Alonso. And on his ability, I've put him in there. Obviously, he's not been here too long. He's not won enough. Um, Maybe well, then again, most of the midfielders I've seen at Liverpool haven't won enough, but um, based on his ability, at least he's he's top three easily. So, yeah, based on that performance as well yesterday, I'm giving him a nine and a half. Uh, yeah, uh, nine for me. Uh, like I said, I think those three were uh, exceptional. I think, like you said, Thiago is just one of the best players in the world, one of the best midfielders in the world, one of the best, like ever, I would say. Oh, you know, people talk about Xavi and Iniesta. He fits, you know, in, in that category. He's he's just so he's just special. He's different. Uh, I I can't even if we're having like a debate on who the top five midfielders in the world are right now. You know, obviously the only downside to him is the injuries. Him staying fit that's the only negative. But when he is, I mean, this is his first like pretty much ninety minutes in what a month or so plus. So. And he played like that, so just just absolutely amazing. Uh, so so good on the ball, and even off the ball, he doesn't get enough credit for that. So yeah, uh, nine for me. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, did a front three. Um, I'm I'm just gonna do these like quick fire. Uh, because we need to probably wrap up in a moment. So I'll do my front three, and then you go ahead and do yours, and we'll we'll do it like that. So, um. Mo Salah, again, we, we've spoken about him a bit. 
for his goal, that's exactly where you want him. That's where he's going to get his goals. That's where he's going to be most influential for this team. Um, he had a really good battle with Calvin Bassey. I think Bassey defended well, but as soon as he got on the ball, I think he was he was terrible. But um, yeah, he, he he did put up a good fight against Mo Salah and. We just need to see more of that Marisala getting in those areas and taking those shots and scoring the goals, basically. And yeah, I, I don't really have anything bad to say about him. Diogo Jota, look, last season there were so many Muppets um, saying, oh, his all-round game's not great. He doesn't do this, he doesn't do that. I, I don't get it myself. I feel like Diogo Jota is an incredible player. And whilst we don't have Nunes on form yet, Jota's going to be so crucial to come in and do exactly what he did yesterday. Um, just pressing for days. For the goal as well, by the way, the ball comes over from Alisson and he takes two defenders away from Mo Salah. Um, so he, he draws them out and then Salah is literally free. So it's just that instinct to do those kind of things, uh, which I think make me rate him so much higher. And, you know, when when he's not there, we do miss him. And when he comes back, I do get excited. He scores so many important goals for us. He, he he has so many big moments. And yeah, it was just a really good assist. Just good to see him back on the pitch again because it was his first run out of the season, really, because he obviously was injured all pre-season. So obviously he's had a, a cameo in that every now and again. But this was his first proper go at a game this season. And he was, he was exceptional. I, I really, really enjoyed that job performance. And then Luis Diaz, oh, I didn't give him a rate. Did I give any of those guys ratings? No, no, not yet. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah, Mo Salah, I would give him a seven. Uh, Jota, I would give him... No, you know what? Salah scored, so I'll give him a seven and a half. Jota, I'd give a seven. And moving on to Luis Diaz now. Um, on the ball, I don't think it was his greatest game. I feel like he was a bit quieter. But I tweeted after the game when I, when I was on my way home, I've seen very few forwards work as hard as this guy does. Like, the, the way he, he runs at players all game long doesn't stop. Like, it's it's not normal. Like, the, the amount of times he, he'll press the player, like, all game, this guy just works his socks off. And, you know, that's what we, we, we've been missing, those, those forwards that do, like, not just, oh, we ain't got the ball, let's just take a stroll. He always wants to get that ball back every time. Um, and that's what I like to see in him. People go on about oh, the, the passion, the desire, whatever. That's, but it's true. You need those things. And Luis Diaz has all those things. And he's an exceptional football player. Um, was good yesterday when he did have the ball. I'm not saying he was bad, but I was more impressed with his work rate off the ball. Um, and yeah, that, that's what I want to see more. So Luis Diaz, I'll, I'll give him a seven as well. Um, just for that, so they're my final three ratings, mate. You go ahead with yours, and then we'll wrap up. Uh, yeah, I mean, from the beginning, uh, I think it was the first five minutes, and I think I tweeted about Mo Salah. It was he was just look completely different in the first five minutes. Um, in the past few games, he would just stay literally just stay out wide, get on the ball, not even trying to take on a player, he would kind of just pass it back or maybe take a dribble or two, and then just cut pass it back to harvey or to trent and it was kind of more passive but i feel like this game whether it was talked about whether he was just he just he was just more hungry whatever it was he was just a lot more aggressive every single time he got on the ball he would dribble and dribble and dribble and then he would put on a cross 
you try to get a shot off, whatever it was, he was way more aggressive. And that's the salary that we need. He needs to be the goal threat that we've, we've been so accustomed to seeing in the past few years. And if he just stays out wide and is more passive, he's not aggressive, uh, Liverpool are not the same Liverpool that we know. So uh, I'll give him an eight uh, based on that. And as well, you talk about like hunger and passion uh, hmm. for Diaz. Salah, I remember Ajax had the ball. They countered us. I think it was from a corner. Uh, or a set piece of some sort. Salah tracked all the way back. Yeah, she did. Uh, somebody and one of the what is it, kudos? I think Dove felt way too easy, and then we were on the counter, and then mm. he sprinted all the way and made an overlap run to I believe Jota, and then Jota took the shot. I mean, man, that's that right there is what Salah's about. He, I think, it. You know, we talk about the defensive side. He doesn't get enough credit because he makes those runs. He sprints back quite often on from corners or whenever teams catch on the counter. So, uh, yeah, I'll give him an eight. Uh, I thought Jota was really good as well. Uh, I think he's a hybrid between Firmino and Darwin. I think Jurgen Klopp mentioned that as well. He's just like in between of those guys, and he connects the play so well. He connects the attacking side to the midfield side uh, just as well as Bobby does. He, and the clever runs that he does make takes away uh, pressure from Salah or Diaz, lets them have a little bit more space. Um, first game back as well in a very long time. It's very, very tough to, you know, have those legs and be to be running so much when you haven't played in a, you know, that game fitness is just crucial. So, um, I'll give him a seven and a half. Uh, and then Diaz, I, I agree with you. I don't think on the ball he was as good as he has been. Uh, but the pressing, man, the amount of times he pressed and I kicked the ball out of bounds. It was just unreal. I think it was like four or five times just in the first half alone. So uh, I'll give him a seven and a half. Yeah, spot on, mate. Um, and that's just, you know, I'll just finish by saying this. Like, you, we need to see this more. It's good doing it for a game in the Champions League, but those tricky 3 p.m. games where it might be harder for the, the crowd and the players to be up for it, we need to see this kind of performance more often. And we all know we've got three weeks off now. Um so we just need to hope we we stay fit. We stay fit. Sorry, fresh, sharp. Keep training. Keep working hard. And um, I think the first game back is Brighton, which I'm annoyed that we we have three weeks off because I want to see him play again. But I think we were supposed to play Chelsea at the weekend away, which is a game I didn't want. You know, they've got a new manager bounce under Graham Potter. They're probably going to come out and play a lot better than what they have been. So I think we've kind of been blessed in that way that now on the back of that, we don't have to go away to Chelsea. We've got Brighton at home in three weeks' time, which again is going to be a tricky game, even though they've not got Potter anymore. They've still got a very good team. Uh, so, like I say, we'll have to be at our best. Um, regarding the next three weeks, if you're you know you're watching this live or you're watching this on the replay, we'll we'll keep streaming. We'll we'll, we'll find things to talk about. So we're not going to go anywhere. Um, We'll uh, discuss some stuff in the chat and uh, we'll put some tweets out once we, we've confirmed something. So, yeah, this isn't the, the end of us for three weeks. We're going to be here. We're going to be talking about Liverpool um, and other things as well. So make sure you subscribe if you're not already. Uh, like the stream as well. Uh, it would really help us out with the, the algorithm and that just to get this, uh, this channel known more. And, um, yeah, take care, guys. Thanks for watching if you made it to this point and we'll see you next time. Oh. Sports Social Podcast Network.